I'm over here now. I was over there. Now I'm over here. Sure. I'll bring all my shoes and my, my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror Eating pasta, primavera, feeding caca, be together People never know the wild shit we might say Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky Boys, and Dice Play. I've been waking up nights, screaming Brooklyn Blast podcast Mama took my porn mags, jerkins, and a soft rags Easy when we talk about Mr. Ferrari Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari Sparked weed, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's Car keys, now you can't leave, lock the door Please, Jimmy's on a mission. Time to start the intervention. Let's go. Round two, motherfuckers. Hi, What's up, my man? Good to see you again. Hey. Episode 186. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, dude. Episode 186. Listen, man. The people fucking spoke, Jeff. The people wanted part two of Jeff Gunnels. They really did. All right. Well, here we are, brother. Here we are. Good to see you again. Um, yeah. yeah, like, well, how you been since the last time we actually, rec- we speak kind of often, but last time we recorded, you, you been? know, man, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of rough, man. You know, I'm on parole and I got hoops. I got to jump through, man. I got a, uh, a crazy job. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's no joke. It's no game. I work around high voltages. A couple weeks back, a kid came in contact with a, a high voltage, a 13, two KV line. He was in indirect contact for about 30 seconds. Luckily there was about six guys there that we were able to, to break contact and, uh, and got him down out of the tree and really? he's been hospitalized. He almost died. If we weren't there, he would have died. So there's been DTVs legal and there's been statements and investigations. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a big deal. So that was rough, man. It was pretty traumatic. He was a young step three apprentice. He almost literally almost lost his life, you know, but that's been rough. And I, uh, you know, I'm trying to reconnect with my family and loved ones and try to try to rebuild and heal. And yeah, it's, it's been rough, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know the details and your personal, personal situation with that stuff. But first, I wanted to say, like, I for some reason, because because you cut trees down and shit, right? That's yeah, right. yeah. I clear clear the the voltage, the lines, the power lines for Detroit Energy. Oh, see, I didn't know exactly specifically what you did because when I when I think because I'm an idiot when I think. You know, you, you're cutting trees. Oh, you know, some asshole. Oh, your tree is, you know, oh, you know, it's about to rot or it's going to fall or it's hanging over into my yard. But I, for some reason, I never put two and two together that you motherfuckers are in power lines and shit. So that puts like a whole other perspective on it. That's fucked up. I don't yeah, like it. Man, there's heights. No, I don't either, man. I mean, we get around voltages that you can literally hear humming. Oh, that's yep. not a good thing. Sub transmission. There's, I mean, we're working on a circuit. Well, we just got done with the circuit that, uh, that hadn't been seen a maintenance interval in 20 years. So they, the utility the poles were buried. The lines were buried. We had to get in there and, and, and clean them out and get clearance. So yeah, we got heights, we got saws, we got weight, we're shifting weight. You know, there's a lot of things, but that voltage that adds a whole new element. Fuck yeah, man. You should get like fucking hazardous duty pay. 
we we do. Do we, you we really? get paid pretty well? Good, good. Yeah. You fucking deserve yeah. that shit, man. It's insane. But you know, uh, you know, as you, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just to say we got great wages, great benefits. I think for our trade, we're the third highest uh, pay scale in the country, so we we get compensated pretty good for what we do. Oh, that's fucking, that's a beautiful thing, man. Especially, I mean, people heard the last, you know, last episode, what you've been through to get out and, you know, try to fucking reconnect with society and get yourself adjusted to this new fucking world since, you know, since you went away and to get out and and to have a fucking quality job with benefits and everything like fucking good for you, man. Like more power to you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. So the prison, uh, they started this program uh, maybe about a year and a half ago where Detroit Edison actually started trying to develop their workforce and recruit their workforce through the prison. They started this big program in this uh, vocational village uh, segment of the Department of Corrections. They asked me to tutor, tutor it because they knew that I had been part of that trade before. So they require people that are considered long-term incarcerated They require them to do a vocational trade. After sitting down with the program's coordinator and telling them that I already had a trade, they asked me to tutor this upstart program. So in doing that, uh, I met a lot of people and it opened a lot of doors. But so far, as a result of this program, there's 12 or 13 guys that have come out of the Michigan Department of Corrections that are out there working now. Wow. That's fucking awesome, man. It is. It is. Yeah, That's fucking great. So, you know. That's like a silver lining, man. You got fucking opportunities while you were in there. You fucking took advantage of them. You weren't a dumbass. You know, you fucking use your time wisely and, you know, you get out and, you know, we established that last time. And I'd love to hear it that you're in a good fucking place, man. You know, and, and I know that you, you know, you, you just touched on, you know, trying to reconnect with your family and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'll say it again. Like, I don't know exactly every single thing that's gone on in your personal life. And that's not my business, but it's gotta be, I'm just saying just from my own personal, I guess, trials and tribulations, whatever the fuck you want to call it back in the day when I was running wild and going crazy, how, you know, even for a long time, like even like my own mother was like, she didn't want nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? And then it took a little bit of time and then, you know, eventually, you know, because I was always talking blah, 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 but I was never fucking following through what my mouth was making noises about. You know what I mean? So it was, you know, this stupid fucking cliche actions speak louder than words. And it's true in some cases. And I wound up getting my shit together and then slowly but surely people start coming around. So I'm hoping for you that I guess similar things are probably in play. They are. It's going to be a process, man. You know what I mean? I uh, I betrayed the trust of the people that depended on me and looked to me and, you know, relied on me. And, uh, you know what I mean? That level of betrayal was pretty disgusting, man. And uh, as a father who claims to love his kids more than anything for, for doing what I did, it's going to be a process, man. And, uh, you know, every I'm sorry in the world don't mean, you know what I mean? nothing but a word so i gotta walk it out man and let them know and let them see that i'm here you know what i mean yeah let them let i don't want them just to hear it i want them to know it 
Yeah. And I mean, obviously, of course, for your family, but for yourself as well, man, you need that closure for yourself. You need you. I mean, dude, it's your family, dude. It's it's you can't pick them. You know, they didn't pick you. You know what I mean? So, you know, listen, I used to be all fucked up and, you know, forget it. There was nobody. I mean, my people closest to me at the time, thank God, I, I didn't have any kids yet. But like my immediate family, like my stepfather was like, you're a fucking loser. My mother, it took my mother was the last one. But once my mother was like, I don't want to hear from you. That was like fucking heavy. You know, there was there was a time where I was on a run, man, and I was fucking going fucking crazy. And I didn't speak to her for months. And one day. I call, I, I didn't even have like, a, this is back still when there was pay phones. You know, I put like a quarter in a pay phone or I didn't even have a quarter. I actually called from a pay phone, my, my old house collect. And my mother answered and accepted the charge. And she killed me right there. She told me, she was like, I honestly thought that the next time I would hear from you, it wouldn't even be from you. It would be somebody telling me that you were dead. And, and, and that, you're, you're one of the lucky ones, man, that, that, that made good on that chance to, to, to make things right. There's a lot of gravestones out there marking the spots of guys that never got that shot, never got Fuck. that chance. There's yeah. a lot of homies around that never got to hug their mother and tell her they're sorry and show her that they're not the person that they thought they, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's like sometimes you get into that rut because listen, I, I've put it out there and I'm an open fucking book. I don't give a shit with how if anyone judges me, anything. I don't give a shit. But I was a fucking raging fucking I was a raging fucking booze hound. I was a drunken asshole. Of course there was the drugs and all that shit, but booze was like the main thing. And yo man. That shit, you get into a rut, and I'm not going to call it a disease or anything like that. I don't care. There's always that argument. It doesn't really make a difference. It's not the point. But when you get caught in that rut, and you just feel like you just can't get out of it, and it just continues on and continues on, man. I had a lot of fucking years like that, and a lot of fucking people were like, fuck out of here. And I'd be like, what? Like, I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? I'm just drinking a little bit. But I become a major fucking jerk-off asshole. You know what I mean? I could put a completely different fucking person. And what's really sad and disgusting is that once I start going on a fucking run, that's all that matters. Everything else is secondary. Everything. You know what I'm saying? And it's fucked up to have that. I'm predisposed to it because... My whole father's family way down are all fucking alcoholics. So I guess I'm predisposed to it and whatever, whatever the reasoning is. But yeah, man, it takes fucking time. And you dig them, you dig them holes deeper and deeper, you know? Yeah. And how many times do you even, ex after a while, I was like, you know, I don't even like now. I mean, my, my mother's gone now, rest in peace. But, you know, I'm glad that. I was good when she passed away. You know what I'm saying? Like I was able to reform a bond with her and shit like that or else, or else I'd be fucking a mess in my head. I would have to live with that shit, you know? But thank God I got my act together and wound up 
forming a, a, a relationship again with my mother because at the end of the day, I'm her son. I'm like mommy's, you know, fuck. I'm I'm the boy. I'm the baby boy. So, but so for 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 me to fuck up so much that she was like, I don't even fucking want you near me. Don't call me. Don't come to this fucking house. That says a lot how much of an asshole I was, you know. So, right. you know, so I'm hoping so, for you, like I said, that everything fucking works out, man. You know, honestly. Yeah, me too, bro. You know, there's a, there's a lot that's happened in them seven, eight years that I was gone, man. I lost both of my grandfathers. Uh, 2014, my dad committed suicide. He was the only parent I ever had, me and my brothers ever had coming up. We had a stepmother who was, it was there, but, you know, as far as blood. Right. My real mother has been out of the picture since we were kids. So my dad was my everything. <clears throat> when I got in trouble, you know, I bonded out, thank God, because I was able to try to put some pieces together before I went to prison. But uh, in 2014, I lost them and I, I never got that opportunity, man, to show them who I am, you know, and reintroduce them to the to the man I've become. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, so, man. That is one of my biggest regrets is losing both of my grandfathers. Also, my older brother was killed last March, well, two marches ago while I was still in prison too. So my little brother, he he held me down the whole time I was locked down. And uh, I'm, that's where I am now. And he, he's my brother and my best friend. And he supported me through the, through the whole thing. So I have him and his wife and his kids and my babies and some good people in my corner, man. But some of the, my biggest regret, you know, being in prison, man, it was horrible, right? But not so much as those once in a lifetime final events that happen in life where you don't, you'll never see again. Graduations, rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, perfect, perfect word. Final. Those yeah. final things, those things that only happen once, or those final things like losing somebody because that's the most final thing fucking ever, you know? You know, as you was talking, it was like, you know, this is kind of similarities because you said, you know, your your mom was out of the picture when you were younger. It was the opposite for me. My real father was out of the picture when I was younger. So your father was your everything. My mother was my everything. Your father, it's fucking terrible. You said committed suicide. My mother on her death certificate says it's suicide. But I fucking believe... If I was a gambling man, I would give both of my fucking legs to say that she did not commit suicide, that she was killed. hundred percent. Yeah, there's some, some questions that'll never be answered, huh? It's, it's a really, really weird, it's so weird. I can get into it and we could spend two hours on it, but I'll give you like the abridged version is that I mean, some people have heard this already, but I don't give a shit. I'm not, I'm talking to you right now. I'm not pandering to anyone who's ever fucking heard this story before. But um, after like the initial shock, after that phone call, after the shock, the anger, the sadness, the fucking flipping out and all that subsided a little bit, you start looking at shit with a clear clear mind you know what i mean you're not irrational you're not knee-jerk reactionary you you know you're kind of more focused on certain shit and 
certain things, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. Certain things just really didn't fucking add up. Like so many things. First of all, in in you know, she died eleven years, uh, you know, nine years ago at this point. But for all my life, she was terrified of guns. She never shot a gun. Um, the room where she, I'm going to say where she was killed, there was a bullet hole in a picture above the headboard in her bed. And there was one up in the ceiling and she was dead. So yeah. what is she doing? All of a sudden she's bucking shots in the room. Not my mother. She would have ruined her nails and she wouldn't have done that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, my stepfather wouldn't let me, for some reason, read the autopsy report. So we had a huge falling out. I haven't spoken to him since about five days after we buried my mother. Um, then I went through all the channels and I wound up getting a notarized copy of the entire autopsy report, death certificate and everything. So I'm like have to Google shit because I'm reading shit in a lot of medical terminology. So. But there's like graphs of entry wounds and angles and all this other shit. And it's just like, nah, man, there's people. This happened in a house in upstate New York. We had a summer house upstate. And it's super quiet up there. You can hear if I sneeze next door, you can hear me in your house. You know, um, a whole bunch of people up there said and witnessed that there was some sort of an argument, some sort of something was going on in the house. There was doors slamming, all kinds of shit. Um, but I'm reading. So I have to ask you a question before, because I can talk about this all day and I don't want to, but I have to ask you a question. Whether it's, whether it's the movies or maybe your own experiences or maybe you put yourself in, the, in this situation. If you were going to take a gun and shoot yourself, in the head, where, where would you put the gun? There's three places where I would think that you would choose. Where would you point the gun? I would say temple. Right. I would say either temple, under your chin, or in your mouth. Right? Yeah. Pretty okay. much. I mean, if you're going to do it, you're not going to... That, that's the way you're going to do it. Right. I mean, maybe you'll do it in the forehead, but that's even, like, weird. But... In her autopsy report, this is notarized from the coroner's office, everything. Her entry wound was an inch and a half below her right ear towards the middle of her head. Like, yeah, that, like that's here. Odd. Yeah, it's odd, man. Who does that? Is she going to start shooting, 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 and then put a gun here? It doesn't make sense. Here you go. There's yeah, a, and there's other things surrounding it, which just solidifies that it's a bunch of bullshit. But yeah, man. So final things. And, you know. Hey, so, I, sorry about that too, man. I know that shit's traumatic, man. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's like, you know, time does make things better. You know, it's a cliche thing. You know, time heals things. But I, I you know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it, man. I think it just gets e easier. Yeah, yes, easier. Absolutely. It gets easier. It will always be there. Always be there. 
get used to it being hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've gone through every emotion already. You know what I mean? I've gone through my grieving, my anger. I- I've gone through it all. And I've said this, I mean, there's really close friends. Of mine. I've put it out there on here once before. I did my whole life story and shit. I put that all out there just to get it off your chest and whatever. But I mean, I have really close friends that knew my mother and I've told them and they were there, you know, all this stuff. So it's not like it's the first time I'm talking about it. So it's kind of easier to talk about it. You know, I have, like I said, anyone can judge me or whatever. I just, I just talk, I'm an open book. But it's part of my life and it's a huge life-changing part of my life like immense like the biggest life changer ever but you know you learn you know it's you know you 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 fucking fucking tighten up your fucking bootstraps and you man up and you go about your life as best as you can what's the the alternative you know what i mean drown myself in booze right right no why would i do that you know so yeah! Wow, this is this is a gr- this is a grim one this time around, huh, Jeff? <laughs> you know? Oh yeah! Yeah, well, listen, we're just bullshitting. Nice hoodie, by the way. Shout out to Brian and Death Before the Sun. Yeah, man, Brian's my boy. Frankie too. Hey, Frankie P, Big Frank. Yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah my brother, I had this. I had this ten years ago. My brother saved it for me. It's the only thing that I got. Shirt wise, hoodie wise, when I got back, my nice. brother said, "Yeah, yeah." Well, you bulked up a little bit, so it's so it's probably a little tighter on you now. It is. It is. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. So the the, the last episode, um, we kind of closed on me saying, "Hey, you know, I got to send you something." Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So I. I <laughs> That's why I didn't want to tell you what it was. And I didn't want to like write it in there or whatever. I just like try to figure it out. So what do you think it was at first? You were like, I don't know, maybe like some shit from like CBGBs or some club or something like that. Like why, why is this retard from New York city sending me like rusty nails and pieces of fucking broken wood? <laughs> that was cool, man. I got it saved, man. I got it saved for sure. Yeah, man. I have a little mason jaw with some some more. I can't give nobody else anymore, though. That's it. You got my last that I can give away. Right. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, nah, yeah. No well, well, because I know you have the, you know, the you have the, you know, it's Manson shit. Right. right. So if anyone doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, I sent them uh, like nails and there was was there a hinge in it? No, there was some old nails, some rusted old nails, uh, and some wood. It yeah. smelled like diesel. I thought it might have been from some docks or some club or, you know what I mean? And see these with some historical significance, man. But no, it's, sig- it's, a, it's historical significance. All right, man. Yeah, Spawn Ranch. Straight from Death Valley, Spawn Ranch. How did you get that? There is a guy. I don't think he's on Facebook anymore, but there was a group. It was a secret group that you can't even search on Facebook. But you also needed to go through a couple of channels to get like the okay and you'll get the invite to the group. Now, what's super fucking heavy about it is word around the campfire is that Squeaky From under a different name is actually in the group. And 
there's some there's like some heavy fucking like still riding for this dude like Manson motherfuckers in this group and the guy that ran it was a worker there and he still goes there like he still has access to it so he was selling in very very uh, there was like it was like a week's worth of like a week long window where he only sold i think it was like 20 packages and the way he mailed it to me it was like in a fucking sandwich baggie like rubber bands it was just like a, like there was like regular soil and whatever and he was selling each thing for like i don't even remember how much it was it was it was like 30 bucks or something for and you know it's like you get what you get it's like a mystery bag from shit directly from spawn ranch and it was legit because he would always post pictures of him there and all this shit and so i bought three packages and I gave two full packages out to friends and I took one and I kept it myself. I pilfered a little bit out and gave something to somebody. I don't remember who. And then you. And then that, and that's it. Nobody's getting nothing. I appreciate no, it. Yeah, man. No problem. You see, I would, I would only, well, like I said, I don't have nothing else for nobody. So no weird Manson people don't be hitting me up for fucking dirt. Bon Ranch. Yeah. No. So it's like, no, see, like you... Like, I know you have, like, an appreciation or whatever the fuck you want to call it, an interest in that shit, and I know you would appreciate it, you know? So that's why I sent it to you. Plus, there's all the hating shit. That didn't fucking hurt either, you know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so fucking send you out some Spawn Ranch fucking trinkets and nonsense. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, but I don't even know if that group... I'm not in the group anymore, I, I don't think... But yeah, it was like a limited time. I don't know. I slipped in and got in in perfect timing, you know. So now, can we talk about a new thing that that that's going on? We can talk about anything, bro. I'm I'm an open book, bro. All right. I won't mention names, but there is a certain somebody on Facebook that I wound up becoming friends with after I did the first episode with you. And he asked me if we had spoken about Born to Land Hard. And I was like, well, yeah, we spoke about it. Um, and then he asked me back about anything new that might be happening. And I was like, well, I think he might have touched on something maybe about a possible re-release. Now... From what I know, correct me if I'm wrong, this is news to people, that you are, in fact, re-releasing Born to Land Hard. Well, I'm going to put it on vinyl for sure. Uh, Sick. Yep, yep. And uh, actually, me and Roy are supposed to be getting together this coming Saturday to talk about some things. So, Oh, yeah, some things. What, would that, what might that be, Jeff? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, we've been we haven't really kicked it in a long time, so we're just gonna get together and have a couple beers and 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 talk about some things, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know, bro. It that was a long time ago, man. And there's some so what? So what? Certain things that you just can't redo. You know what I mean? Well, well, no one's try, no one's trying to redo anything. It's kind of like how about um. Let's put it like, how about like a reboot? 
I mean, it's not off the table, but it's, I mean, as of right now, we haven't even had that initial conversation. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but it, 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 I don't, I don't really think it'll take too much of, you know, twisting each other's arms. Yeah. You know, Jimmy, man, like there's a lot of people on the outside that look at it as uh, come on, man, do it, do it, do it. But there's a lot of scars, man. There's a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of blood, a lot of graves, man, that are associated with that whole thing. And, you know what I mean? It's not all fun and games for 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 the people that lived it. So, right. I, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? I I really don't know, but it was a big part of my life, man. And there's a lot of people pushing for it, and I, you know, I just don't know. Interesting. I yeah, obviously may. I would love to fucking see that shit happen. Like that would be ridiculous. And people. There's part, of, there's part of me, man, that really would like to as well, man. But then there's part of me, man, that looks at it in that bigger picture, man. And you know, we talked about it last time. Four of the four of the eight guys, man, that really made up the whole coldest life lineup over the years are gone. They're dead, gone. And there's a lot. There's a lot to it, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, can we put it like a positive spin on it, and you just basically you do it in memory of them? Hey. Hey, I like it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, Jimmy with the fucking silver lining. You know what I mean? Hey, who knows? I've gotten good at that too, man. I'll find, I'll find it. I'll find the gold in the garbage almost every time. You're fucking goddamn right, man. I think if you've been through enough, you fucking find good in whatever the fuck. Hey, man, sometimes the road to better tastes fucking bitter, man. You know what I mean? Damn right. Damn right. Well, this person... um, I don't know. I don't know when it was. I think maybe when I first announced that I was doing a part two with you or something like that, he had hit me up and he said that he was, he said that he was working on the Born to Land Hard artwork. And I was like, European, European guy or steak guy? Because there's, there's some Euro guys and there's some steak guys that we're going to work together and and try to make it happen. I think he's a steak guy. Yeah. Michigan guy, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 We've been talking, man. He's he's put together some, uh, some artwork and nothing signed. You know what I mean? We're just talking right now, but. Yeah. It's signed as far as what? What do you mean? I mean, there's, there's no kind of solidified, you know what I mean? Release date or, you know what I mean? There's, there's no, yeah, we're doing this for sure. So far, it's just been some conversations, but they, they, they're detailed conversations, but we're going to do it. But you know what I mean? It's just still a long way off. Okay. But like I said in the last one, man, you fucking, like I said, put out a fucking record, put out a fucking couple of hoodies, couple of shirts. Yeah. We got, we got to actually talk about a couple of things now, now that we're talking about this on our time, but yeah, we, we, we've been talking about it. Listen, fucking, I don't think I have like your actual phone number. Fucking call. I'll fucking talk to me, man. I'll, I'll talk to you whenever. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought I might have sent it to you, but I'll get it to you for sure. Yeah. Just message me on the fucking Facebook thing. and I'll put you in my phone and we'll talk whenever the fuck you want, man. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll find time. I'm always busy, but I always find time to do shit like this. So, like I said, you know, I'm going to be cryptic because I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but um, <laughs> let's, let's, we'll talk 100%, 100%. Yeah. It would be fucking awesome. 
Yeah, I would love to. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, shit. What the fuck else is going on, man? Yeah. You know? Man, you know? <laughs> it's this reconnection, man. And this work, we're doing 60 hours. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying to pick up my babies as much as I can, stay involved in their lives. You know, I got, I got somebody in my life that I care about and love a lot. So we're spending time together, you know, helping trying to help my brother and repay him for the years he held me down while I was in prison. So yeah, man. I, I, my time is, my time is ate up, man. I need about another 24 hour every day to just to yeah. get things. You know? Yeah, man. Super fucking busy. And you're breaking your ass. It's not like, yeah, it's 60 hours and you're not like sitting in a fucking cubicle. You're like risking your fucking life out there. Yeah. It's fucking insane, dude. Fuck. I'm so, it's, a young, it's a young man's game too, bro. I, you know, I'm a little bit up there in age for for that kind of work, but yeah, I I still, think, yeah, but you hold your own. Yeah, I think you're fucking fine, dude. I work circles around them young kids. Of course you do, seasoned veterans, bro. Come on, you know these little new jack kids. They probably think that they know what they're doing, but you work circles around them, dude. They're millennials. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you want to talk about millennials? I'm, we're going all day about fucking millennials, bro. Forget it. They wearing skinny jeans on the job, fucking trying to cut trees down. And they get run right off the yard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. One thing, one thing I did want to do too tonight is apologize to uh to the Gooks girl because she had nothing to do with any of that stuff. I got a little heated. I it don't change the way I feel about him at all. I think he's a coattail riding fraud, but I called her a tramp and that she had nothing to do with anything. So right now I'm apologizing to her for that comment, okay. but that's it. Yeah. But <laughs> that's it. Everything else. I fucking meant that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. That's hysterical. <clears throat> yeah. There was yeah, people, you know, like I said, people hit me up. They were laughing about that shit. I was like, I don't know, man. His platform, he could say what he wants, and I kind of thought it was pretty funny myself. Yeah. Shit, dude. So, I mean, I was hoping that you'd be able to get fucking Tommy on. I don't know if that's going to happen. It, I, you know, not this time anyway. Uh, yeah. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, he was not feeling it, man. You know, he's a real private person, man, and his life's changed a whole bunch. That's what I've heard. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. uh, I just, understand. I understand that 100%, dude. Like, you don't have, no one has to do this at all. Like, people say no all the time. Like, ah, it's not my thing. I, that's, I completely respect it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I was hoping to, too, man. But, you know, I think it'd be great to sit here with them, man, and shoot the shit. A lot of yeah. shit would come out. Torn with hate ink. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, I I just or any of the people that have been there from day one, you know. Yeah, have any one of them guys sit next to me? Yeah, actually, I was going back and forth with with Bird on Instagram, and I was like, "Yo, man, are you gonna come on?" And he was like, "I would love." He said he would love to, but he's going away for like a week or something. Let me let me talk to him, man. Yeah, maybe. maybe so three. <laughs> Yo, he he makes me laugh, man, because he'll message me and 
we'll bullshit back and forth on Instagram. He'd be like, yo, this one and blah, 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 blah. He's like, yo, let me on there. I'll fucking tell everybody what the fuck is up. I'm like, yo, I think that if he comes on, I'd laugh for a fucking hour straight. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see what's up. Yeah, I don't know him personally. I never met him, but he seems like a live one, and I, I would fucking love have him on, man. I has been my my mellow for years, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, man. I just um actually, well, we're on podcast time right now, but last week it didn't drop yet. But last week when this drops, um, I had Vinny on. Enzo. How'd that go? It was awesome. He was talking about how he was living with Ron and all kinds of shit. And woo. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was another guy. I never met him before or anything like that. You know, dogs of war and all that stuff. Of course I know all the music and shit, but yeah, man, he was, it was, it was super cool. It was super fucking cool. Good. You know, he, he, had, he had nothing but like good shit to say and he's just like a humble guy. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely cool. Yeah, but on like this whole Detroit fucking thing lately, I guess. Right on, man. We got time, bro. We got time. It's all your fucking fault. (laughs) Hey, I'll take the blame. Yeah, why the fuck not? Shit, man. Yeah, so, I mean, Jesus Christ. Born to Land Hard, hopefully, will come out sooner rather than later. You know, repackaged, new vinyl. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think first and foremost, man, like, you know, that's another thing that I've, that I've, I mean, it was publicly posted as well. It's like how, how you're in a good place. And I think that a lot of people, you know, whether they know you just because of the band or, or whatever, just like not personally, but just because of the notoriety of the band and whatever connection the band has to them on a personal level, I think that there's a lot of people that are, are rooting for you. There is, there is, yeah. man. There's a lot of people that have reached out and uh, whether it was a casual conversation 10 years back, 15 years back, or somebody that I, that I'm, you know, connected to, there's yeah. a lot of people that, uh, that are in my corner, man, rooting for me. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm grateful for it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's fucking, I've not always been a, a, a fucking complete heathen, you know, uh, Granted, I've lived pretty fast and, and done some crazy things in my life and ran around some pretty rough crews in a pretty rough city and had to do some things that uh, are regrettable. Uh, but I, I've always taken care of the people that I love. There's been a lot of people that have ate from my tables. Uh, th- that little brief period that I fell, man, I fell deep and I fell hard, man. And uh, But I've not always been that guy you know what i'm saying i was the guy that cleaned shit up i was the guy that had the down and out pals sleeping on my couches or giving them the keys to my vehicles or you know what i mean so yeah you know this reconnection man is based solely on that that fall that started in 2009 and that ended up me going to prison in 2012 but i i don't know man there's 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 been a lot of good there's been some bad but there's been a lot of good in my life so you know i i do i have affected people's lives positively and negatively man i've done some horrible things to the people i love and i've also done some horrible things for the people i love yeah but uh not all relationships 
and not all interactions with with the people in my life have been bad. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it it sucks, man. It's like, and that's when you you got to learn to forgive yourself because oh. because you said it and, it, and it rings true to me as well, man. It's like you've done horrible things to the people you love, and that's a fucking hard fucking pill to swallow, man. You know, after all is said and done, and the smoke clears and all that shit, because I mean, yo, know, like, listen, I I don't I don't toot my own fucking horn. You know, I'm in a I'm in a good place right now in my life, but same here, man. It's like done a lot of fucked up shit, disgusting shit, like, and and, and it was all I knew. It was all I knew, bro. You know what I mean? That's what I had. You know what I mean? And I had to be willing to do what it took. And sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was awful. But I did all I knew to do. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah, you, you, you hang around with certain people. You're in a rough city. It was like, I'm not trying to compare me and you at all. It's just my own, you know, my shit as well. You know, it's grow up in Brooklyn. You grow up in a certain time. You know, I had an older sister where I was always the younger kid hanging out with all the older guys. You know, I was always the young one. But there was, I, I was, everybody was always six, eight, 10 years older than me. So I'm like fucking 15, 16, 17. I have people like fucking 25, almost 30 years old who are fucking running around in their animals as it was. So that's what I'm influenced by. That sending you on the dummy missions. Yeah, of course. Well, I earned my fucking keep. You know what I mean? Earn your fucking shit. So, you know, but before all that, like I was a good fucking kid. I was good in school. I liked to draw. I was like a nice kid. But then, you know, certain shit happens and you're out there and you're running around. It's, it's you know, I came from a fucked up family in the beginning and then things got better. But I think that and not to place blame on I can't I hate when people say, well, I had a fucked up childhood. A lot of people have fucked up childhoods. You know, I did as well. What's that? So long you can blame. There's only so long that you can blame your actions on your upbringing. Oh, it's ridiculous. There has, there has to come a day where you hold yourself accountable for what you do. 100%. Now, I'm not saying that the things that I did were because of any of that shit, but, you know, I had a fucked up childhood and then my mother got remarried. It was a weird fucking time, man. It was like my father split out of nowhere and then, I'm with my mother and I never really liked my stepfather. So I was kind of like rebelling. And then my sister was older and she was hanging out with all the fucking burnouts and all the fucking, all the metal heads and all this fucking crazy shit. And then we're, we're six years apart, but one day difference in birthday. I'm September 5th, 75. She's September 6th, 69. So she, I remember like it was yesterday. She's like, when I turn 21, I'm going to bring my brother who had just turned 15 out. And next thing you know, we're out at a bar and this and that. That's when I first started meeting people when I was like 15, running around Flatbush Avenue, fucking 19, I don't know, 1990. Flatbush, man. You still, you, you know Dottino, Scotty Dottino? Bro, the fucking tapeworm. I fucking know him forever. Listen, man, tell that dude I said what's up, all right? Bro, I speak to him. Do you, yo, get the fuck out of here. Of course I know him. All right, check this out. You gotta tell him I said hello. I'll a hundred percent. I'll tell him. I speak to him pretty often, dude. 
Do you know where he cool, lives? Cool. He used to live right there, man. No, Flatbush, he, didn't he? Do you, like know Red Hook. do you know where he lives now? No. Uh-uh. Check this shit out. Shout out to the fucking tapeworm. He lives in Saipan. What? Southeast Asia. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. He, he lives in what's Saipan. It, How weird is that? He went there. Yeah. He, he was a merchant marine for a while. He went there, fucking fell in love with it, got like his father or stepfather, somebody involved. They put some money together and they opened up a fucking bar called Godfather's Bar in Saipan. He comes back once a year every July. Oh, man. I I saw him for the first time. What's that? When I'm off parole, I'm going to Saipan. Bro, he I I saw him for the first time in like close to 25 years, <laughs> two years ago at this is hardcore in Philly. I was like, I can't believe that I'm with the fucking tapeworm right now. He played, he played um oh, he was a bass player originally in Mucky Pup, and then he wound up playing for the original drummer for Biohazard, Anthony Mio, created a band called New York City Strength, and he played bass in that band. Are you froze, cat? Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. Fucking the tape one. That's funny. You, you know Scott Dantino? Fuck yeah, I do. Since I'm like fucking fifteen. That's great, dude. Right, right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll definitely tell him. I said, I'll definitely tell you, tell him that you said what's up. A hundred percent. Yeah. So Fla- Flatbush Avenue yeah, was the fuck. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, Flatbush Avenue was stomping grounds for a long time. A long time. A lot of those guys where I met a lot of those people, like Anthony Mio and like Bobby Hamble, Biohazard, like all those guys, like all those bands, those Brooklyn bands, especially. They had like demos out and they were hanging out in bars on Flappish Avenue. That's when Evan from Biohazard was deliver- still delivering pizza for Lenny and John's. Like, I was running around 15 years old, a drunken little fucking idiot, fucking with a, with a mug, because I was a metalhead at the time. Like, a fuck, I was chubby, I had a mullet, wearing like an anthrax shirt. Stupid. Right, right. Cut off <laughs> Levi's. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. High top fucking Reeboks. <laughs> Yeah, 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 man. Well, that was the time. <laughs> yeah, simpler days, Jimmy, on it. What's that? Those, those were simpler days. Yo, man, I, I think that because I'm getting older, I look back at that stuff. I mean, so, some of this stuff like that would go on, like the bar brawls. There was a place called Vic's Moonbeam. It was Friday nights, ten dollars, all you can drink. Dollar bottles, dollar shots. But if you walked in, you paid the guy $10 at the door, you get a plastic fucking cup, and you drank as long as you can until there was either a brawl or the cops raided the place. You know, some of those times were pretty wild, you know? Huh? We got them places here. Yeah, but, I mean, at at that time, you didn't need ID. No, no. And, and the cops would raid it or there'd be a brawl. 
And sometimes in the middle of those brawls, it's not really too much fun. But lately, I look back at all that stuff. I try not to glamorize it and shit. But I look back and it was definitely simpler times, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's funny. It's, it's you know, there was pay phones, but you could still get in touch with everybody. There was no beepers yet. There was no cell phones. But for some reason, we all still were able to meet up and hang out. We all knew where everyone was. If you're not over here, then you're over here. If you're not home, all right, oh, he's over there. All right, so we're going to go over there. And next thing you know, everyone's together. And, yeah, it's much simpler times. And they were fucking great. And they'll never be duplicated, ever. Ever. Never. And I look back at that lately, kind of often, man, like like the nostalgia of, like, damn. Like, I think back, I'm like, I can't believe that fucking 1990 was fucking 30 years ago already. Yeah. It's fucking scary, you know, and it's the age old thing. The, the old, you know, as you get older, time flies quicker. And it's fucking true, you know? Hey, my dad always used to say, where's the time go? And I kind of chalk it up to, you know, something somebody that old, that's old says. But now I know exactly what he's talking about, man. Yeah. You know what's crazy too, Jimmy, is that 30 years from now, you're going to be looking back at now, 2020, as them simpler days. It's, so yeah. where we're at, wherever it is on the timeline, it's just going to be as good as it gets, man. So we got to make, make, you know what I mean, make this time count because, you know what I mean, we're here today and we're gone tomorrow, bro. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's, people drop like flies. You never fucking know, man. You just never fucking know. Here today, gone tomorrow. And, you know, it's, you know, I, I have an 11-year-old daughter and it's like, you know, she, she's 11 and, and she's kind of like the way I was at 11. You know, she, you, just don't, you just don't realize, you know, and it's like, you know, and, and now I'm the father and I used to look up my father and my mother like, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. But next thing you know, yo, I'm like fucking, you know, I'm 15 years older than like my mother when I, it's like, it's so crazy, bro. Like. It's 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 scary. So you got to use your time wisely, obviously, and you know don't waste fucking time or just do your fucking you know do things that you fucking enjoy, man. I don't know. I sound like an old fucking man, but it's the truth. It's wise, man. It's wise. Like we get what we get. We you know you, I think we were talking about it last time, man. It's that time being a precious commodity, the most precious commodity, man. You can't buy it. You can't steal it. You can't make it. You, you know, you get what you get. And when it's gone, it's gone. So every moment matters, man. And if every moment matters, then every fucking moment matters. You're damn fucking right. Because time has its way with everybody. They ain't shit you can do about it. Hey, Rob Lynn and that Kill a Celebrity record, man. It's time is the fire in which we burn. Yep. 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 I got to get that motherfucker on here. <laughs> Good luck, dude. Good luck. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be back and forth with him every now and then on Twitter and shit like that. But then it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I would love to. And I'm like, dude, let's fucking do it. And then, I don't know, I won't hear from him. Or he, I, I don't have my, I, I lost my phone or something. All right, I get it. I understand. <laughs> but one day. I love the dude. Man. So I love I still haven't spoken to him. It's all been through like some sporadic, you know, hit and miss messaging and 
emails and yeah, <laughs> I haven't spoken to the dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I I haven't spoken to him like in forever, but I probably said it the last time. But it was the it was the last show that I booked at this little bar that I was booking shows at was Ramallah, and and he did a a split set of between Ramallah and Blood for Blood. That okay. was the last show, and. He like put it out there, like fucking he vouched for me and this and that, saying I'm a stand-up guy. And I, you know, we came up with a number and like every switch he got there, he go. And it was a fucking great show. It was packed. And, you know, so so right from there, like we started bullshitting. And I think he's only like on Twitter or something like that. He has like the fan page on no head or team no head in the oven thing, that pod nodcast and all that. Nodcast, team no head in the oven. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I do, man. Listen, man, I've, I've been on that. I'm part of that, man. There's a lot of people, man, the outcasts and people on the fringes, man, the people that go there and find a lot of strength in the, in the life experience of others, man. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing. Yeah, that's a, I highly recommend for anybody. It's on YouTube. If nobody knows about it, it's White Trash Rob's Nodcast on YouTube. There's a whole shitload of episodes, and some of them get really fucking heavy. And there's something about the way that guy can articulate. He's brilliant. Yeah, he is, man. And that team no head in the oven, too, man. If you're one of them people out there struggling, man, you're, you'll find a lot of strength and a lot of fucking uh, understanding with the people that are part of that, too. So, yeah, yeah. He put out something pretty recently, too. There was like a new Ramallah song, a new Ramallah record and shit like that. Like he's been, he's been putting things out, but it's always sporadic because that's Rob, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is. What, like, that's what I wanted to ask you that I don't think we really touched on it, like, the last time. When, what was the time frame where you were playing with them? Oh, geez. Uh, I'd say, like, you didn't record anything with them, though, right? No, no. Uh, It was 2000, I think 2004 to about 2008, maybe. Okay. Yeah. You had a nice run. You, You went on the road with them and shit. You had a nice run with them. Oh yeah, yeah. We did some state four corner state tours. We did some Europe stuff. Nice. We lived at my house in Detroit for for a while. We were uh, we were trying to take it a little more seriously, but it never panned out. So. Yeah, great fucking band, man. I love fucking Ramallah. I love Blood for Blood. I, I loved it. Yeah, fucking fun times. Yeah, Keith Bennett. Keith Bennett, myself, him, and Neil Dyke were the original Ramallah lineup. Rob recorded it all, him and Neil Dyke. Mm-hmm. One of those musical geniuses who go in the studio and remember fucking note for note every single thing, and he had just put it all together himself. Then he came through on a Blood for Blood tour, Cold played with Cold as Life, and uh, he pulled out this demo and said, this is my new thing, and I want you to play guitar for it. Immediately, I heard it, and I was like, yeah, I'm in. Ah, oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish him the best too, man. I hope that hope everything is good with him. You yeah, know? Love yeah. the dude. Yeah. Good guy, man. So is there anything else? Because I know it's like, fuck man, I forgot to ask you this. We forgot to touch on this. Cause it happens. But listen, if you wanna if 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 somehow or another we get we can get like Tom or Bird or Dougie or somebody else. We'll do a fucking part three whenever the fuck you want, man. I'm down for whatever. Cool. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll be in touch, man. 
Yeah, I'm sure we will. But but message me like your actual numbers so we could talk about that thing. You know, we got we got we got a couple two three things to talk about. Yes, we do. I, I'll definitely I'll get a hold of you this week for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Just just hit me up, call me whenever the fuck you want. Text me, I'll call you back. Whatever the fuck you want to do. You know. So I have That's to ask good, you. Know, I appreciate you, brother. Nah, dude, I appreciate you, man. And and I say it all the time, but but. I'm super happy that you're in a good place. And I really, honestly. Hey, I, I lost you for a second, man. You're, you're back. You're back. It was like a split second. No big deal. Um, but I really, honest, honestly, I hope that everything pans out with making your connections with your family again. And I mean, for real, because I identify with that shit and I completely get it. And. I want that to happen for you, bro. It's it's gonna happen, Jimmy. I, and I appreciate that, man. But I, I'm 100 confident, man. I'll, I'll die trying if it don't, but it's gonna there happen. Go. There you go, fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, so now, I- you want to end with a couple of songs again? You have to. It's like it's like it's like tradition at this point. Yeah. yeah. Well, last time you you picked Born to Land Hard and you picked On the Yard. What's this go around? So uh, I heard Clockwork Misery for the first time a couple weeks back, man. And really, uh, for the first yeah. time, first time, man. It's a great record. What's that? It's a great oh, record. Man. Listen, man, it had it had the hair on my arm standing up. It's so. fucking good, man. So I, I'm gonna leave it to you. If you got Clockwork Misery, any of course two, I do. Any two songs off that that first track that actually Clockwork Misery, yeah. that track, and whatever else you want. No, yeah, right, but you have to pick a Coldest Life song. Ah, come on, man. No, you have to. Uh, <laughs> I'll play. I'll play the intro into Clockwork Misery off of Clockwork Misery, Hate Incorporated. And you picked Born to Land Hard last time. So no 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 do-overs. <laughs> uh, you got you got any of the Ron called his life? I have everything. All right, do uh police with Ron. Yeah, off of one of the demos. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, no doubt. Fucking consider it fucking done, my man. All right. All right. Listen. I didn't check. You know what? Can I, I need to shout out my sponsors real quick because I almost forgot, but I'm not going to do this whole quick, huge thing. Absolutely. Dead Sled Coffee. Follow them at Dead Sled Coffee on Instagram. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast. You get 15% off your order. Any order over 40 bucks is free shipping. Generation Records, located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village in New York City. Go to generationrecords.com. GenerationsRecords.BigCartel.com for anything that you want to buy online, but go to the fucking brick and mortar spot. Follow them at Generation Records on Instagram and New Republic Printing. New Republic Printing on Instagram. NewRepublicPrinting.net um, for embroidery, stickers, screen printing, obviously, and pins, buttons. No screen fees. No setup fees. Um, any order delivered to a commercial address is free UPS ground shipping. Follow me on fucking Instagram at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. And I have a Patreon account. 
If you want to sign up and become a fucking patron, there's $5, $10, and $20 a month. This will always be free regardless. But you want a fucking T-shirt or you want a couple of stickers or something, there's different things for different tiers. Go to patreon.com slash the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. And that's it. And support fucking Jeff Gunnels, especially when that new fucking Portland Hog comes out. Make him sell out of that shit. Make this guy's fucking head spin. <laughs> Love you, Jim. Love you too, my man. Listen, all the fucking best to you. And we'll definitely yeah. be in touch. Likewise, man. We'll talk, we'll talk this week, brother. A hundred percent. It'll be an honor to do these things with you. Yep, yep. Me too, man. Me too. Good. Hey, be safe out there, bro. You do the same. You're the one that needs to be safe fucking climbing around and fucking electrical wires and trees. <laughs> I'm good. Be safe and uh, just, you know, I was going to say do the right thing, but you're, you're on the right path and I'm fucking proud of you, my man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate awesome. that. Awesome. We'll be in touch. All right, Jimmy. Thanks, man. Be good. Thank you. You as well, my man. Go 
I don't give a rat's ass about your rights.